Well, I'm very glad that you are here to listen to this. Uh, what I'm going to talk to you about is uh, just briefly an introduction of why we needed the tool, and then uh, Michelle Hall, who is uh, sitting here, uh, will demonstrate some of the features of the tool. The path uh, to IAT uh, was a slow one. Um, we, I teach histology which, uh, and, and embryology, which is uh, a, a topic that requires a microscope to find uh, cells, tissues, and organs. And it is an intensely private activity. Once you put your eyes on the eyepiece of a, of a microscope, you're in a world of your own. Uh, many students these days are not particularly happy doing that anymore. And uh, we're living in, a, in a, a time when we have, in fact, the ability uh, with new media to change that learning environment. And so we looked at uh, what we were trying to, to, uh, to achieve, uh, our learning objectives, and we found uh, that uh, we, we really didn't need a microscope, that there were other ways to get to this material. As part of the microscope study, the students had uh, used for a number of years uh, this kind of microfiche, a series of uh, pictures uh, which were uh, serving as an atlas. Uh, and uh, these pictures, of course, are, you know, you're looking through a hundred slides and you pick that one platonic ideal of what you're trying to show, and the students don't find it in the microscope. They get a little, little frustrated. So uh, what we said is, we, first of all, we wanted to, to add labels. And so uh, when the Center for New Media Teaching and Learning came uh, in existence, uh, we approached them and asked them, would it be possible, instead of that cumbersome little microfiche, uh, to uh, put this online and uh, make labels that could be uh, visible or hidden, so that the students could use it to study the material. And then, in the back of my mind, I said, gee, it would also be nice to have large numbers of images and interactive labeling. And uh, we started out by telling the students, why don't you use the, the CU analyzer, which then at that point had just been developed, find a large number of uh, images, and uh, produce a worksheet that you then will share with us. Uh, and the students did, and my uh, mailbox for a, a long period of time became completely jammed and said, no, this is not really the way we want to go. So uh, then we went to a second approach, and we started talking about really large numbers of images uh, that we wanted to put online, the ability for interactive learning, and also the ability for students to share what they were labeling and uh, learning uh, uh, individually. Uh, and at that point, uh, the uh, center um, became very supportive. And in fact, they told me that I wanted things that I even didn't know I wanted. Uh, but uh, they were very helpful in doing it, and the production team was spectacular. And so as a result of the, uh, the work that uh, was done and my ability to say I would really like to have it this way and not that way, uh, they actually produced what I think is going to be a very useful tool that will, in fact, uh, give the, uh, the students a way, instead of a standard microscopic laboratory, to have an interactive uh, electronic version of it. Uh, now we have, at this point, a very large number of images, several hundred, and it is still growing. I can load them in, the students can load them in, and it is a very rich uh, way of doing it. And then the students can annotate these images and share them with each other and with the instructor, depending on uh, who they give the privilege to see it. Last year was the, the launching of this tool. 
uh, we selected a small group, you know, being a cautious type of person, uh, I didn't want to dump the microscopes altogether, and so we asked uh, the students to indicate why they would want to be in the electronic group, and we selected 20 based on the questionnaire that they had filled out. Uh, very much what featured in this was the like or dislike for a microscope, and obviously students who truly disliked the microscope, we decided to give a chance uh, to uh, work in this. As a result of what we uh, found uh, at the end of the year, we found that uh, when we compared uh, the two groups, A and B were the microscope groups and C and D were the computer group, uh, and the microscope group actually uh, between uh, A and B, that was the midterm and the final, uh, dropped in performance, while the uh, electronic group did not. And the difference was significant, and uh, in fact, the difference on the final exam between the computer group and the final uh, and the electronic group uh, was uh, significant. So we were somewhat encouraged and said, "Okay, this will work, and we can actually do something with it." And so now this year, we said, "Okay, you have free choice. Anyone who wants to be in the electronic section can so do that." The class size is 75, and 67 picked IAT. Uh, eight the traditional microscope. And we were wondering why, because a lot of them do like microscopes. And in fact, more than half of them who chose the IAT like working with the microscope, thinks it's a good learning tool. Of course, the obvious answer, and they were very straightforward in this, that this is a matter of time management. I can use this tool wherever I am. I can sit in my dorm room. I don't have to be in the laboratory. I don't have to focus my microscope, one student said. And that takes, you know, that's extra time that it takes. Uh, students said after a while they became nauseous with, with the microscope. Fine. Ease of access and everybody is happy. Uh, the eight traditional microscopists are now in a very cozy laboratory and they're having a ball as well. <laughs> so, what we decided to do, and I, now we come to how we use it and then Michelle will show uh, some examples of it and it really that's all I want to show today. Uh, the 67 students that we have, we subdivided into four groups of 16 to 18 students each so that we would have a chance to meet with each group uh, in small group sessions. And we assigned each group their own label color, so that when they were labeling in the uh, uh, annotation tool, they actually could see which group had done this. Uh, we also uh, subdivided the, the, the group further into subgroups of two to three students, and we assigned each of these subgroups a specific image and a specific set of assignments. And on a rotating basis, each subgroup has one labeler, and uh, the, the other uh, students in that subgroup uh, are then assisting and helping and interacting with that student to come with a common product that they then present to the others uh, during the small group session. And this is the, the, the way in which we are now doing this. And uh, this is an example. Uh, Michelle is going to show an image uh, as one of uh, part of her presentation. And uh, these are the kinds of ex assignments uh, saying uh, what we ask the students to do and then uh, identify and mark uh, this thing and be prepared to give uh, a little discussion uh, on uh, what these particular structures are going to do. I think this is at this point yours. Yeah. Okay. Of course, one of the first steps for, um, for actually beginning to use the, the IAT for a class is that we, you need to build a class collection. 
And, um, and in an interface outside of this one, we would actually create a class library for you in which you can add several collections of images. And the, these two histology collections that you see here are Dr. Moss Salentine's um, collections for her class for this year. And, and so and they're the, the IAT group, there are these five collections you see here, and this other collection is her atlas collections where everyone in the class has access to these images. And, go away, you just take a look. We have in this particular collection there about 12 to 20 images, but in all we have over 500 images here. And so that makes pretty good access for the students. And as was mentioned before, this is online and, and all students have access to, all they need is an internet connection, basically. Um, I'll just show you, because we don't have a whole lot of time, I'll go straight to where an image is annotated. And this is actually an, an example of an image that's being used right now by by students in the histology class. We have two, two groups of, of annotations on this image, the instructor images and group four's images in green annotations. And the a pretty good thing we have built into this tool is the fact that you can hide the, the labels on these images. So students can actually more or less go in and start from the beginning. So when they are given the, the assignment to go in and label, either freehand or which, other, which tool they choose to use, they can actually choose to hide all images and, and begin to label. But they also, and, um, and what we did this year to make this um, exercise a bit easier for the class was, as Dr. Mar Salentine described, was actually assign specific images to students. Place them into groups and, um, and rotated who labels or who, and that, that is a major improvement over last year where one of the prob, um, students were, after an image was annotated several times, there was no real reason for anyone to go and annotate it after that. You know, so um, it's, it's all about how the exercise is structured to make it even richer for the student. Um, okay. I have three minutes. I feel a lot better. I was feeling a little bit under pressure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so um, I would really like to show you how images are annotated. I'm going to hide these annotations that we have here. Um, the new annotation. Let's call this label one. Okay. Create. Let's try that again, because I don't know what happened. Okay, here we have our label. Um, and so at this point, we just need to select which annotation tool. I'm gonna choose this circular tool, and, and I want to highlight this area right here. It's as easy as that in, um, in creating the label. And 
And so Dr. Mosalantine has her labels there that students can see, and then the groups are going in and they're, they're adding these, these additional annotations. And they're using the, the show hide feature to highlight the specific um, annotations from these groups when they sit in their small group sessions. Um, it's, uh, we can also, uh, after an, an, an image is annotated, images are saved to the database so that all class members, everyone can come in and actually view the image, the annotations that have been added. And this year we have a brand new feature. You can actually print this annotated image. And this was a feature that students were really asking for because they felt like they wanted to take take these annotations away from the image. If they were using a microscope, they would have drawn the, 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 the field of view and made their own annotations and that would be part of their notes. So this replicates that particular feature. And, um, and so I think I am going to end here and, and feel free to see me afterwards so we can talk more about this. Thank you.